to The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. Brought to you by the Chicago Wolves. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. Ready for the power play? You're listening to The Hockey Show on ESPN Chicago. Do, da, dippity. You can with this or you can go with that. Oh, yeah, it's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I am Pat Boyle. How you doing, Chief? Um, I'm doing well, just getting ready for the show, which means pulling up cap-friendly. I feel like it's like the automatic go-to this time of year. you got to have everybody's individual cap-friendly team page up, know who's got what. It's trade season. And when Peggy and Dion's show winds down, we meet in the little ABC weather area. Yep. And, it, and I feel like I, I'm going to see my therapist because... <laughs> You're on the couch, <laughs> and you just have not come to grips. Yeah, that one that, that the greatest American-born hockey player is going to be leaving our town uh, in less than two weeks. At least I, 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 I still think don't he think is. <laughs> do you think he's? Uh, do you think it is? Well, two of the suitors, the Rangers and the Toronto Maple, those Leafs, were the reported ones on those his list. Ones he wanted, uh, and I think that there was some interest on their end. Yeah, but whether it was the fact that. You know, his cap hit is $3 million more than Tarasenko, three more million more than O'Reilly. Yep. P- played some role in that. Y- y- Hipgate that, you know, we had Elliot Friedman on from Hockey Night in Canada last week. Mm-hmm. He said, it's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. I'm glad I stood my ground on that one. Yes. Cause, because, you know, and you and I, it, we were talking that I think it's a thing in the national media, but people who watch him every single night every single shift for decade plus, we know that he looks like himself. He looks like himself, and I feel like last night in Ottawa, he was he shut a lot of people up because he looked like Patrick Kane uh, flying through, especially on that second goal. Chief, I call it out-of-town dumb. Yeah. When, when you watch, let's say you're living in Toronto or mm-hmm. Calgary or wherever you are, and right. you catch five... Of Patrick Kane's games live all season long, you feel like you've you've got the pulse, yeah. of what well, eighty eight. I feel all like about. that's even you're giving too, too much credit. credit. Yeah. yeah, I think that's they're a lot of credit. Just strictly at the stats. I think they're <laughs> looking at stats, and then they the people who want to feel a little extra smart, even though it makes them stupid, is they look at the charts and the graphs, and it's like, oh, red box bad, blue box good, or whatever those charts are, and they just decide that you know Patrick Kane. It's a, I saw a thing that was like, oh, his WAR is one. I like, I don't even like. What does that even mean? Like those advanced stats are constantly evolving. The good ones that do it in house, it's proprietary. That that data never gets out to the public. If you think Patrick Kane is a subpar player, the problem is you. Like, <laughs> and if your charts and graphs come out, you better rework that formula. If it says like that's proof that your formula does not work because he's still an elite player. He's still great to watch. He finishes when he gets a puck on a stick. If you put him around other good guys, he's going to be a 90, 100-point guy. That's just the way it is. Everyone needs to shut up. And 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 the, the hip, there is something to the hip, okay? And I will say when he got hit uh, earlier, and I guess it was uh, January-ish, and uh, he shouldn't have played in the, the Tampa game, and then he missed two games. Yeah. Um, th- it was there. He's been dealing with it the last two years. If you feel that it's all about the hip this year. Then explain to me how he had 92 points in 78 games last year. Explain to me how he had uh, 78 points in 66 games 
the year prior in, in the... I can explain it. Yeah. He's Stroman, good. Stroman to Brinkett. Yeah, that okay? too. Of <laughs> that, course. That matters. And, and it's nothing against his teammates this year. But those guys think the game and have skill sets that complement his game uh, that current players just don't. They just don't. And they, you know, Dylan Strom, there's a reason why Washington decided to give him 5 by 25 It's because he knows how to get the puck to the net. Uh, and, and play an offensive game super intelligent. Debrinkit has a $9 million qualifying offer. It'll be interesting to see if he gets that because he has not had that big of a year, but he's the perfect right shot playing on the left side, one-timer option who thinks the game and sees the game the same way as Kane. And by the way, didn't you think Kachuk was going to give it to him in overtime I right did. before Athens yeah. CU got the game winner? Yep. I was like, right there, to him. Right there, baby. It's and right there. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, yeah, and... and you know, he just got the uh, the sign-off from Dorian on Thursday, I think, this week, that he is not going to be moved at the trade. Uh, the the, the uh, reality is the Senators are not going to make the playoffs. No, they're not. And, and, and they invested a lot of money and have a lot of big-ticket items that they, that they added to their roster this past offseason. Yeah, and they have, like, when you look at them on paper, it feels like they should be better. Because I love Brady to Chuck. I think everybody does. They got Claude Giroux as, like, the veteran guy they brought in. He still has a little left in the tank. I like Batherson to break it. Uh, and then you look at their D. I love Thomas Shabbat. Yeah. Um, Although he had a bad turnover. He did. Night, yeah. Shorty. And they have other, you know, they they do have some injuries. Talbot's been out. Forsberg, they, they're the only other team in the league that has used five goalies besides the Blackhawks this year. But they, they have a bright future. It's just depending on do they think that they should be paying to bring it $9 million. So I I wonder if they won't give him a QO because $9 million is a lot. That's a lot. It is. Yeah. It is. Um so look, where where do you stand now with Patrick Kane and the possibility of him being moved before the March third trade deadline? Again, it's two weeks from yesterday. Give us a call three one two three three two three seven seven six. You can watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash ESPN one thousand Chicago. Of course, you can listen to us on the app, ESPN Chicago app. That's where all our shows are archived, including last week's with Elliot Friedman. We've got Emily Kaplan yep. from ESPN. She'll be joining She's us at sneaky, the bottom of the hour. Sneaky, one of the best Chicago Blackhawks insiders now. Absolutely. I feel like she gets a lot of good nuggets out there to the internet. So I'm Abs- excited to see what she has to say. Absolutely. So we'll get into that. Um, so with the Rangers, and we talked about that last week with with. Them adding Vlad Tarasenko, we thought, okay, that checks the box. They're mm-hmm. out of the Kane sweepstakes. I, as I'm watching the Leafs game the other night, I'm like, they don't really need Patrick Kane. But I mean, if if a future Hall they of Famer, they don't not need him though. Uh, they they <laughs> don't not need him. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to figure out where he's going to play. I yeah. feel they'd have to put Nylander on the left wing and let Patrick play on the right with Austin Matthews. I mean, that that was that makes some sense. Yeah. And- um, I mean, you're not going to play him on the third line, and no. I don't. You're not going to put him in, in on Tavares's line. Uh, I still think there's a deal to be made there. If you get a third team involved, they didn't give up their top guy, which was Matthew Nyes, who I know that the Blackhawks front office loves. So six three power forward, University of Minnesota. So he's still there. So could it be like, hey, we retain uh, you? Give us Nyes, who's the equivalent of a first round pick, will be ready more quickly. Your second, we'll give you a Kane, and, and who knows, maybe Lafferty too, and then maybe you take back Kerfoot or so, another deal to to make the money work. To make the money work, but I, I do feel like it, it, Toronto, just because they got Ryan O'Reilly, I don't think it necessarily eliminates. He's a guy who could be on their third line. 
By the way, if your ownership of the Toronto Maple Leafs, are you freaking out that Kyle Dubas is doing all this with an expiring contract? Yep. I mean, so yesterday he acquires Ryan O'Reilly, who's was on the shelf for six weeks with an injury. He's yeah. got 19 points in 40 games this year. Noel Achari. Good player. You worked it in. Uh, he'll strengthen your bottom six yep. as a center. Uh St. Louis gets Abramov, Gaudet. They get a first-round pick from Toronto in 23. Ottawa's third-round pick in 23. Toronto's second-round pick in 24. And Minnesota, for taking part of the money, they get Toronto's fourth-round pick. That's a quite a haul for, for Ryan O'Reilly. It is. And Achari. And Achari. And I like Ryan O'Reilly. I've always been a big fan, big, heavy, you know, heavy kind of player, playoff type of guy. Uh, has his cup, the leadership. He checks a lot of boxes for you, and some boxes that they don't necessarily have. Like, I always feel like they're missing. Like, when they went out and got Jake Muzzin, like, all right, they have some playoff snarl. Uh, they need le- some bite in yeah. that. And, in and like, six. just some leadership of guys yeah. who've been through it, because that team, as talented as they are, cannot get out of the first round. And, like, that feels like, I wonder if Dubas, you, you mentioned, like, he he's at an expiring deal. Does he get a, Does he get brought back if they get to the conference finals? And I feel like that has to be what he's thinking. Like, if I can just get to the conference finals, just push all the chips in, we'll, we'll figure out tomorrow, tomorrow. And, but right now, we need to strengthen this team as best we can and, and you know, let the future be damned. So, first round pick gone, second round pick gone for this year. They do have their first round pick in 24, but. They I mean, don't. the reality is they're going to play Tampa in the first round. Yeah, I know. I mean, that's the How first much, round matchup. Yeah, but it's like, and, and that's basically locked in. You know, yeah, if you look the way at the Boston state, is, yeah. it's, they're a wagon, so no one's going to touch them. So it looks like it's locked in. Mm-hmm. Leafs against, to me, Vasilevsky is, I, I, you know, maybe not this year, but when the chips are down. Who else would you rather have? I would. I want him. Right. Me too. Me too. I and, think he's the best. And I think you could say, I know everybody loves Kale McCarr, and he is fantastic as a defenseman. There's a lot of great young defensemen in the league. If I'm starting a seven-game series, I want Victor Hedman. So I, I do think that there is uh, there's quite a bit of uh, there's a big hurdle there, and it's a little bit of a bugaboo because the Leafs they they have that monkey on their back, and I I wonder if they're going to go all in like give us Kane, give us McCabe, give us give us everyone. We'll get other teams involved. We'll give away our entire future, but we have to get out of the first round this year. Let's go to the Car X Tire and Auto Hotline and let's welcome Dale into the Hockey Show on ESPN One Thousand. Uh, good afternoon, Dale. How you doing today? All right. Um, my comment is is that I know KD, uh, David, Kyle Davidson, you know, he's a new general manager, and I thought he did get an A for the uh, Hagel trade last year. He got an A for the Lafferty trade, but I hope he can win my confidence back and the fans' confidence with some of these trades at the deadline. Because I didn't think he did that great with the Morassic trade. And I did think he showed his cards too early on the Debrinka trade. And so I'm feeling don't give in here. You know, I've read some stuff out of Canada, you know, that Edmonton's interested in Kane, but I'm not going to give him up for nothing. Well, no, Kyle yeah. Davis is not going to give him up for nothing either. 
unless Kane says trade me to Edmonton, and then you know, like I, I think I, I think I'm prepared preparing to be Dale. underwhelmed. I want yeah. I was going to ask Dale what he, what Davidson can do to restore trust because I still like Davidson. I think he's done a pretty good job, I, I, and I I've also kind of forgotten that he got Lafferty for Nylander. Like that was that, that looks was like a, a steal, and he may flip him for something for, better. For yeah. a second round is what they're looking for. Yep. But if they, it's a sweetener and a McCabe deal. That could push it to a first. All right, if you have a problem with the moves that, that Kyle made last year, let me refresh your memory of the players that they drafted because of those moves. So, okay. Kevin Corchet, remember, the team had zero first-round picks last year. Right. Going into the draft. And no real high-quality prospects either. Exactly. Aside from maybe Reichel. Uh, and like a 28th or 29th-ranked depending on where you look, yeah. prospect pool. Yep. According to the athletic and yeah. hockey writers and all that. So part of the Debrinket trade, they got Kevin Korchinski. Stud. Absolute stud defenseman. Uh, part of the doc deal, Frankie Nazar. Looks like he could be special. Unfortunately, he was injured most yeah. of the year. We've only seen him now for a handful of games. He had, he had another assist days. last night. He assisted looks, a Fantelli goal last night. Looks, he looks special. Uh, Sam Renzel, who's also their first-round pick. Part of the Debrinket deal, they got Paul Ludwinski. In the second round. He's looking like a nice player. Uh, the Marc-Andre Fleury deal. They got Ryan Green. Looks like a, he's going to be a middle six guy. Should have been on Team Canada. Yeah, he looks good. And part of the doc deal, they got Gavin Hayes in the third round. So, like, when you when you say you, you lack confidence, right now, according to the Athletic and others, the prospect, they've got now, they've gone from the 28th prospect pool yeah, a year ago at this time, to a top five or top right. seven, top yeah. Well, I mean, the Athletic had him at fifth. I think that was probably pretty appropriate, and that's before they add. You know, they always they recycle these every six months. So not only did they go up from they went from twenty eight or whatever before all these deals to after the draft. So in, in August, they're ranked in I think like the thirteen to fifteen range. Then nothing really happens between now and then. It's just they just evaluate the guys in the fold. It's like, whoop, Reichel looks good. Uh, Renzel's better than people thought. Uh, transition in the USHL. Uh, Korchinski's a stud for, for Seattle. They're probably going to win the MEM. Um, and they, like, it's all the guys. They're all like captains of their teams, yeah. too, which is another telling sign the leadership factor. Yep. And, and they're all fast. Usually, yeah. They're all fast. And, and it's I, I loved this prospect. His name is Evan Barrett, who's a stand pick. He's you're wearing a Penn State, Penn State shirt yep. shirt today. He was he was like one of my favorite guys to watch in college hockey. But and he got they drafted him in the third round and he got some you know, he went viral a couple times. But it was just like, you know, he just couldn't skate. He just couldn't skate at that level. All the guys that they're drafting, they might not be stars, okay? They might not be top six guys, but they all have like that Sam Lafferty where they're smart. They work hard and they got an, and they can fly. And those guys have a just inherently a better chance of making the NHL and having a higher a higher floor than what we had seen drafted under the previous regime. Wait till you hear how Patrick Kane ranks Sam Lafferty as a skater in this league. Ooh. Also, what is the trade market look like now for Patrick Kane? And what the heck's going on with Jonathan Taze? We'll get into all of it. It's the hockey show. On ESPN 1000, give us a call at 312-332-3776. The Hockey Show back after this. The Hockey Show with Pat Boyle and Barstool Chief. 
Call us or tweet your comments to at ESPN1000. The Hockey Show. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. It's Max Domi. Dish off to Kane and a score. And the Blackhawks are on the board in the game's first minute. And the Hawks grab the puck. It's Kane. Kane shoots. Kane this season, he passed Jeremy Roenick for third most points by a U.S. born player. He now checks in at 1,217. Back on the hockey show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief, I am Pat Boyle. Hip looked good, pretty good last night, Chief. Downright explosive on that second goal. So flying through the neutral zone, he looked in like the celly, you know, he was fired up because that, you know, that was the tying goal. It, it was. It was like old times. It was just it makes me want a little bit more a game like that. It's just like, man, like can we just just keep them here? Just stay put. I love you. You stay like here. the long slow breakup. I do. You really I do. do. It's, it's my uh, specialty. It's one thing, you know, you love a good rom-com and you you I do love, love a, a good rom-com and you love a nice slow breakup. Yeah. And and you're getting that. And or maybe and they maybe get back together <laughs> at the end. Like every good rom-com, they get back together. Let's make a sequel. True love prevails. Yeah. Well, we're going to get to see. And that's me with Kane. I love him. I truly, know. And that's why truly. you are going to be at the United Center tomorrow night. And it's going to be This is why I need house. to be on that group chat. This is why you need to set up the Davidson Kane Chief PB group chat. And I will mediate everything. And we'll work out. He'll have an extension by lunch. Okay? <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll work on that. Uh, but So tomorrow night. Austin Matthews, and I always remember the Sunday night game. Oh, yeah. That those two played eh, 17, 18. It was, it was, it was no, I think it was October of 18. Because I was there. It's the game mm-hmm. that I say if you're on the fence or you don't know anything about the National Hockey League, please put this on. That ending was one of the most bonkers oh. finishes I've ever seen. Back and forth, the Leafs and and the Blackhawks were going. Matthews, Kane, Matthews, Kane, Sellies like it's WWE. It was ridiculous. Can I tell you a tragic story about that? Please do. I had I was at that game. I had tickets. So I, was I. I brought a uh, a girl I was dating at the time. Okay, we got it up in between the second and the third period to go get you know go to the bathroom, get a get a drink or whatever. She left her jacket with her ticket. We were in the 200 level. Okay. They wouldn't let us back into really? the seats. And I was like, look at like, I have a ticket. Do you think she's here by herself? Like, just I just pulled her down from somewhere else. They would not let me back. We had to watch. You had your ticket. and they I had mine. And they wouldn't let you return to your seat, grab her jacket Correct. with ticket in it, and Correct. bring it back. Correct. Really? They wouldn't. It, it was like you got I, the Eddie O stop it right here sign, the yep. little paddle that they that it, they it have. It was before that because it was oh. the two hundred level where they have like you up the escalator, then they block oh, you. Okay, I got you. And I'm like, listen, I'll go get it and bring. It. And they're like, no, like we can't, we can't. I'm like, I am gonna freak out. Like I will call everybody I have to call. And like, and so they, we watched the rest of it from like the bar in the stadium. Oh my! God. While like the arena was exploding. That's a I hockey was, tragedy. It is. With the, with you know the 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 can you hear the crowd yes. thing for the taunts for Matthews still on the opens for NHL tonight as and it should night be in Canada. as it should be and so, it was yeah. wow yeah 
That was terrible. It was at the end of the relationship, or did it? Oh, I like a long, slow breakup. So <laughs> I waited until I think it was the fall. It was, it was March of 2020. It was, it was March 14th, 2020. Did you blame her for, for leaving her jacket in her seat? Was that like secretly? I, I was more mad about the people, the, um, the ushers at the, at the oh, stadium. I, I, yeah, yeah, because it's like, just let me go get it. Like, I wow. have my. And that was back before everything was digital. So, like, you know, you had, I had a paper ticket. Man. Yeah, and with the pool that you have, I, I would, I would, man, you should have. Too bad we. Weren't. I didn't want to be the guy. Be like, I will call Danny Works right now. Danny, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm I can't get up to the, the, the Is this under level. your jurisdiction? Please find somebody to let please me in. Come, or your dad, dude, just whoever, <laughs> yeah. whoever's closest to me, <laughs> whoever can solve my problem. All right, yeah. so uh, but I didn't. I wasn't credit to me. I didn't escalate. I was just no, like, I took the L. I took the L. Went to the bar, and and you've got clearly you've gotten over it. You haven't thought about it since. I think about it every time I see that highlight. I think about it every Which time. Which is pretty it, much yeah, every day. Yeah, right. It's, exactly. It's, it's yeah. in every open. Uh, so what do you think Kane and his camp have uh, the timeline that they set up a couple of weeks ago where they said, hey, two to three weeks, you know, 10 days out from the trade mm-hmm. deadline, we're kind of de- going to declare the teams and then let the bidding begin. Do you think that timeline has hurt him and that's why – as of right now, he is not playing or, or heading to another team. I, I think that is a factor for sure that if he, to my knowledge, and I was talking to somebody last night about this, he has still not given the go-ahead. So we're two weeks out. If you would think I that, find that hard. I, 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 thought I it would, find that unfathomable that, that Pat Brisson has not said to Kyle, this is the short list. Right, and in unless the short list was the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers, and maybe the Leafs, and they're out of business. Right, in both areas. exactly. But you would think that after the Rangers deal for Tarasenko went down, and Kane was not happy, visibly and and pretty forthcoming about how he felt about that. Right, that he would be like, "Well, let's get that group chat going, and let's say like here is just text Kyle the list if you have like so he had a list in his brain, right? But just hadn't submitted his homework on time, and then that cost him p- potentially the trip to New York. But you know, it's it's just like it's how how is this still dragging out? Like I just don't. I want it to be like like the White House where there's a press secretary who just goes up every single day and the press people like me are like does he have a list yet does he have a-? and we get to ask that and then they have to address it every single day that's what it should be and and be like here's what he is thinking even if he hasn't submitted a list he has it in his notes app ready to send and these are the four teams on well there. let me just say this he has made himself readily available and especially on this Canadian trip those mm-hmm. four Cities now he got away with not having a morning skate in Toronto because they played in Montreal the night before, and he dodged a, a oh, an sure. absolute <laughs> bullet there because that would have been a, a probably like two hundred bullets. Circus. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. would have been a circus. Yeah. So, but he was badgered in Ottawa. He was asked in Montreal, and he he was also asked in Winnipeg, mm-hmm. and he answered the bell each day. Didn't give much. Yeah. Uh, he did say he's he's borderline Belichick with how he answers questions. That's why the Rangers quote was such a surprise. Yeah, I, I think he's a sneaky great quote. I, I don't think he ever gives you a canned answer. I think Belichick gives gives you nothing. Well, we're on we're on to Cincinnati is the favorite thing, but yeah. like the the delivery, like it's just so like 
monotone, plain, right. and it's almost I feel like same thing as watching him. Like he doesn't he gives you quotes if you if you know how he communicates. Like yeah. the only thing that was like crystal clear was that Ranger quote. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, over but if the you years. you want to talk hockey, he'll chop it up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no question. Yeah. If you, you want to talk about chemistry with Debrinket or yeah. should Dylan Strom stay or yeah. things of that nature. Or how about this? He was asked about Sam Lafferty. This is what Kane said last night. He's a top five skater in the National Hockey League. Sam Lafferty, top five. That came from Patrick Kane after he scored his league-leading fourth mm-hmm. shorthanded goal. That's high top praise. five. So that would be, I'm trying to think who else would be in that McDavid. top five. McDavid. McDavid, certainly. McCarr, certainly. certainly. And then Sam Lafferty. Like, is he, is, like, that's, that, oh, that is, that. Such, that is quite the quote to put him in the top five. And Kane is the authority. Like, he knows, he knows every single player in the league. As I say, he's, he's a hockey nerd. Yeah. And I mean that with love and, and praise. Yeah. So Luke if he, Richardson said this about, about Sam. He's finally realizing what he is. He's a big man that can move fast, faster than I've seen a big guy like that move. Yeah, he he can fly, and he's got a brain on him, too. I think he's an Ivy League guy, and you can see the way that he reads. It's not just that he can get there. I mean, if he's top five skater in the league, but they're, like, Anthony Sioux might be a top five speed guy in the league, too, but Lafferty gets to different spots because he can kind of, he has maybe a little bit better anticipation than most at, at times, Athanasiu is too fast. Like like well, when he goes flying into the crossbar, he's and Luis knocks, Mendoza from the uh, Mighty Ducks too. Like, like he's yes. can do yeah, that's what he is. Like you know, when you you've got three strides on the defender, let's slow it down a little bit. Yeah, let's not knock the the net off its moorings right. and let's let that goal count. Right? Yeah, but let's, he can't stop. No, he can't <laughs> stop. Can't stop himself. Yeah. By the way, I've I've heard that um, the phone has not been buzzing for. Our, Andreas Athanasio. Yeah. So. I, we'll see. I mean, it feels like that might be one of those 2.55 uh, p.m. deals. <laughs> really late. Yeah. And it's right, like, yeah, we'll right give you Right about as Elliot Friedman and the guys right. are ready to wrap things yeah. up. Hold on a second here. We got here. one fax machine Double. coming in late. Yeah. Fax machine. Yeah. So, or however they su- submit the trade deals now. But. Will, will Jonathan Taves be a part of that equation? It has been three weeks, exactly three weeks ago tonight that Jonathan Taves played his last game. We will ask Emily Kaplan what she's hearing about the Blackhawks captain when she joins the show next. It's the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000, presented by the Chicago Wolves. The Hockey Show. Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Listen on the ESPN Chicago app from anywhere. The Hockey Show on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Welcome back to the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. We're sponsored by the Chicago Wolves, the defending Calder Cup champs. Tonight is Star Wars Night. Wolves taking on the Cleveland Monsters at 7 o'clock at Allstate Arena. Star Wars Night ticket packages are available at chicagowolves.com. It's our pleasure to bring in ESPN hockey reporter. She's going to be on ESPN's call tomorrow evening between the Blackhawks and Maple Leafs at the United Center, 5 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. The one and only Emily Kaplan. How are you doing today, Emily? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Emily, uh, we're less than two weeks to the trade deadline, and there have been some major deals already. Horvat, Tarasenko last night. We had Ryan O'Reilly and Achari going to the Leafs. 
Uh, the Rangers and Leafs were believed to be destinations for Patrick Kane. Why do you think Kane is not in New York or Toronto? You know, I'll start with New York because that was the first domino to fall. Um, I mean, look, Patrick Kane is represented by Paperson, one of the best agents in the game. And last year, Paperson and his agency team also had Claude Giroux, who was a high-profile free agent. And Claude Giroux really early in the process is like, you know what? I want to go to the Florida Panthers. And the agency's like, all right, like, why don't you just wait and assess your chances? Like, I think the Colorado Avalanche, for example, could be interested in you. And Claude Drew was pretty much hell-bent on going to the Panthers. So this year, when Kane and Taze were coming up as UFAs, the recommendation they were given was, wait as long as possible to make your decision. Um, and they definitely took that to heart. Um, well, from what I hear from the New York Rangers, they didn't want to wait on Kane. You know, I think they were getting some wishy-washy from him of, you know, did he want to go? Did he want to go there? And even though, you know, the comments that Kane made made that he did want to go there, and that was one of his preferred destinations, they didn't want to wait. They also had concern about his hip, and I know that Patrick has been playing it off, um, and he had a fantastic game last night. The truth is, he's one of the biggest gamers in the league. Like, nothing is going to keep this guy out of the lineup, but there are legitimate concerns about how much treatment he's getting and how much it's taking for him to get on the ice every night. So, for that reason, the Rangers went in a different direction, and I guess the sense that the Leafs probably were on the same boat, but they also went for something completely different, and they went for Ryan O'Reilly, a different type of player, and Nolachari, again, a different type of player than Kane. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it's all Papperson's fault. That's what I took from <laughs> No, no, and it's not, and I love Papperson, and he's wonderful to me. I think this is just kind of the way that the landscape is, and there's so many dynamics at play here, but I honestly love their advice because you look at what happened to Claude Giroux last year. Like, you don't want Patrick Kane ending up on a team like that and, and not fulfilling his wishes of mm-hmm. trying to win another Stanley Cup. Well, Emily, we're in the soundbite business here, so I just want to say that we're all Papperson's <laughs> no. fault per Emily Kaplan. Make sure you get the I love Papperson in there, too. <laughs> okay. he's a great guy. All right. Well, speaking of his other client, do you just happen to know where Jonathan Taves is? Um, I do know he's in Chicago. He's been skating the past week. And, you know, from what I understand, he's just not feeling 100%. There's something wrong with his body, similar to that year that he took away, where he was searching for answers, he was meeting with doctors, and he just wasn't getting satisfactory explanations. Um, I think that we are going to get, like, a little bit of clarity or maybe a message from Jonathan soon of how he's doing. Um, but the truth is, um, I, I don't know if he exactly knows how he's doing. And all I know is I don't expect him in the lineup as of tomorrow night. Okay. And with less than two weeks to the trade deadline, I, I think with all that uncertainty around Jonathan and, and he not knowing uh, what's going on with with his body and why he's feeling the way he is, the likelihood of him being moved is is probably not going to happen, right? Yeah, it's seeming less and less likely by the day, you know, especially the beginning of the season, the way he started off. I was like, wow, you know, there's going to be a bunch of contenders interested. Even when his production tailed off, I still thought there were a lot of teams that were going to say, hey, you know, Jonathan Tate would be an absolutely incredible addition to our team, and I still think he could be, but just with this uncertainty this close to the deadline, um, it does feel like he's going to stay in Chicago now. Yeah, what are you hearing about the, the rest of the guys? So I feel like there there was this plan heading into the year. We're going to sign Anthony Sio to a one-year deal and Domi on a one-year deal, and then we've heard about McCabe and Lafferty, who both have more term, but those are like the kind of the big four names. Do you think there's going to be more action here? Uh, in the next week before we have a show next week? Are we going to have trades to talk about? I think so. And I'm starting to wonder whether there's going to be some, prize, some surprises on the roster, too. You know, what we know about Kyle, Dub- uh, Kyle Davidson, rather, sorry, what? 
uh, is that he's open Toronto. for business. That was a Freudian slip. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Too many Kyles, man. Too many young millennial Kyles running teams these days. Uh, but, yeah, Kyle Davidson has made it clear to teams he's open for business. Um, so, you know, you call on one of his players, and if you give them a deal that gives them the picks and prospects um, that, you know, help them with this rebuild, they're, they're listening. You know, the one name that, like, I was surprised by just how hot he was, I mean, both of them, honestly. Lafferty, there's so many teams interested in him. Like, I look at Tampa Bay. That's a great addition for them. They need some speed. He looks fantastic this year. Like, I wonder if he's going to be a fit there. But McCabe, like, there's one team that I talk to pretty regularly, someone in their front office, and he's just obsessed with McCabe. He's like, if they can retain 50%, that's exactly the guy we're looking for. He plays hard. He's hungry to win. Like, we really want him. We just feel like there's so much competition out there Mm -hmm. that we don't know if we can get him. So I, I think that's a... Um, interest for both of those guys is really high, and I would be surprised if they didn't move. The only reason they wouldn't move is if the Blackhawks just don't get a great offer. Emily Kaplan joins us on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000 tonight on ABC7. Hurricanes and Capitals in an outdoor game. They'll face off just after 7 o'clock. That should be great theater. Um, I'm with uh, the... By the way, you can't see this because you're, you're not watching on Twitch, uh, but uh, Chief can vouch. I'm rocking uh, Penn State workout shirt in honor let's of you oh let's go pat we are we are, here. We are man. uh the famed uh, alumnus yes. from uh belisario <laughs> college by the way when, when i went to uh the orientation for my daughter who's a mm-hmm. freshman there oh the emily kaplan they've been they're, they, they have a wing I, named I, after they, they're right next to the nittany <laughs> lion statue they've got they've they're beginning to put together the Emily Kaplan. The Emily Kaplan School it, of Broadcasting. Yeah, she's got like a microphone in her right hand and a, and a bagel because she's a self-proclaimed <laughs> bagel snob in the, in the left hand. Do you have a good bagel place that- in Chicago? I feel like I'm having a hard time finding that. Oh, uh, okay. Well, first thing I was going to say, this is awesome because I live in Chicago and I sometimes feel like the Big Ten minority. So I'm loving this love right now. <laughs> um, and I'm a bagel snob and everyone listening to this is going to want to slap me in the face, but I don't eat any bagels in Chicago. I think they're all disgusting. I don't People have sent me everywhere. Yeah, Skokie, New York Bagel and Bialy, whatever it is. Like, they're not good. My entire freezer is filled with New Jersey bagels. Pre-sliced, I throw them in the oven. Those are the best bagels wow. in Chicago. It, it's a mystery. It's a mystery, and I always thought it was overblown. Like, I had a little Chicago homerism. And then when I started yep. going out to New York more, and they would have bagels in the office, I'm like, oh, man, these are much better. What are they doing right? differently out here? They are. They're much, much better. And I, it pains me to say that, but it is a fact. Do you like Irving's, oh, no. Irving's in State College? Okay, so that was my spot when I went there. Um, and it's like a super cool cafe, study spot. You meet with your friends. I went back to campus this fall. It did not hold up. Oh, wow. Bagel-wise, it did not you, hold up. You've graduated. You've taken your bagel. <laughs> yeah. Your bagel. I've changed. You I've have changed. changed. Who are you? We don't even know you anymore, Emily Kaplan. <laughs> um, you mentioned Jake McCabe. Does the Jacob Chikrin deal have to go down first, and he kind of set the market before we, we see McCabe dealt? Hmm, that's a good question. You know, and I, I know the Gavrikov is kind of hanging in the limbo, too. Um, and I, I do believe he's kind of connected to Chikrin. Um, from what I heard, like, again, you know, I was talking to a, a front office member. Oh, gosh, what day is I get in here? Friday. Um, and he was just saying, like, everyone's just kind of scared to do something. He's like, there's so much action because, like, everyone's waiting for that first domino to fall. So I wouldn't be shocked if McCabe is, like, in that defenseman group. But, again, there could just be one team that falls in love with him. It's like, you know what? They retain 50%. We have him under contract for next year. That's our guy. We're not paying up the bounty that the Larmstrong wants for Chikrin, and we're not going to give, honestly, the bounty that uh, Yarmulke Kikalainen is asking for Gavrikov, too. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I would if I were Kyle Davidson, I would just put clips of the Hawks uh, Coyotes game of chickering out there and be like, "Well, do you sure you want this guy?" <laughs> so yeah, that, that's going to be really interesting, and I, and I feel like. Do you do you get the sense that the from talking to other teams that the price tag that the Hawks are putting out there for various guys is just too high, and that's why we haven't seen any action? Um, you know, I think what Kyle Davidson did was smart. You have to start high, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. this is the price, um, especially when you're starting to hear about all of these teams that are interested in your players, which are assets. Um, but when it gets close to the deadline, usually those prices drop, and there are some teams, like, you know, I'm in Carolina right now. They're the type of team that loves doing 11th hour business because they just want to swoop in and get a bargain. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling that, you know, if it gets to trade deadline day, maybe the prices drop um, significantly, not significantly, like a little bit. But um, I still think that Kyle Davidson, you know, the one thing I've admired from him since he's taken the job is he's so firm in his belief, um, you know, and if he doesn't get what he feels like will help his team, he's so comfortable standing pat. Let's switch gears away from Kyle Davidson. Let's talk about Bill Guerin real quick because I can't, for the life of me, understand why he would want to help a division rival on their rebuild. So he was kind of the middleman on this Rylan O'Reilly deal, only got a 2025 fourth-round pick in exchange for basically saying, like, yeah, here you go. Here's a, a first from Toronto, a second from Toronto. Uh, why would Billy Guerin and the Minnesota Wild be willing to, to do that deal? Um, easy. They're in cap hell right now. Uh, the buyouts that they had to Ryan Suter and Zach Parise are um, completely brutal and the worst is yet to come. And this is a situation where you know you're going to need to stay competitive in the next couple of years. You don't want to have a full-on rebuild, but you can just pay $74,000 in cash, and that's not towards your salary cap. That's just your owner paying that out, mm-hmm. and you can buy yourself a draft pick. That's what you do it. What about Timo Meyer, Emily? We're hearing a lot about the Devils. Uh, is is there is that going to happen? Uh, you know, I've spent some time talking to Tom Fitzgerald, the Devils DM, this year, and I have a lot of admiration for him as well because he, like Kyle Davidson, has a ton of conviction, and he has stayed the course, and nothing has veered him away from overpaying for anything or overreacting to anything. And he knows he's interested in Timo Meyer. He's like, that's the guy that will help our team if we can lock him into a long-term contract. Um, there's a lot of it there. One, he doesn't want to give up too much. Two, they have to worry about the AAV on that contract. Like Myers' qualifying offer this summer is $10 million. Obviously, he's not going to get that in a long-term deal. He's looking for like probably between 8 and 9 But on that roster, you don't want to pay anyone more than Jack Hughes is making, which is $8 million, which looks like a bargain. So if none of those things work out, like if it doesn't quite fit his fancy, he'll walk away and go in a different direction and help out his team in another way or don't do anything at all. I think he'll still do something. Um, but they're one of the leaders for Team Meyer for sure. I think the Carolina Hurricanes are for sure. So like if someone told me last week, like everyone in the league is monitoring Team Meyer. So there could be a surprise team that emerges as well. Now we saw Peter Dorian come out and say that Alex DeBrinkett is not on the market uh, as his trade deadline approaches. He's an RFA who will require a $9 million qualifying offer. Do you think that he'll get that from the Senators? I think so. You know, I think what's in the, the problem with the Senators right now is they're hamstrung. Like, they're for sale. They don't know who's going to take over. And that's kind of, you know, Pierre Dorian has authority to make moves, but not full authority to make a lot of moves. So I think there needs to be some clarification with this new ownership, which should happen in the off offseason um, before we kind of know where they're going to spend their money. But we all know what Alex DeBrinkett is capable of if you watch him in Chicago, and I think he's going to get a very nice payday. All right, Emily, run down where we can see. We can see you at the United Center on ESPN Plus tomorrow night, right? Damn right. And you can also tune in to ABC tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we've got the Capitals Hurricanes at the North Carolina State Wolfpack Football Stadium. Honestly, we were there last night. It's going to look sick. I know, like, 
Some people might have outdoor game fatigue, but this looks unique. I think they have a student section with students from all the local colleges. I think it's going to be really fun. That'll be awesome. That's all. And, you know, it, they're such a fun team with, with Brenda Moore, and, and there's so much momentum. Uh, do you think they could be a team that uh, it tries to add a, a, a certain Blackhawk? I know that they're interested in that certain Blackhawk that you're talking about, and I think they were always wondering, does he want to come there? So I wouldn't be shocked. Um, let's just say that. I just don't know where that certain Blackhawk headed that right now. All right. Well, maybe uh, a certain Blackhawk named Patrick Kane will be watching ABC 7 tonight <laughs> at 7 o'clock, Hurricanes and Capitals. Emily, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you down the road. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. That's Emily Thanks, Kaplan Emily. from ESPN. Coming up, uh, Chief will tell us what he was up to before the hockey show today. A, a great cause that uh, we should all take some interest in. That's next. It's a hockey show on ESPN 1000. The hockey show. When you're at home, don't miss Chicago's only show dedicated to hockey fans. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? We're back on the hockey show on ESPN 1000 with Barstool Chief. I'm Pat Boyle. Our thanks to Emily Kaplan, our producer Charlie Bevins. Uh, the Chicago Wolves are our sponsor. They have Star Wars Night tonight, Wolves and the Cleveland Monsters, 7 o'clock at Allstate. Star Wars Night ticket packages are available at ChicagoWolves.com. Before the show, uh, and it was this morning that you mm-hmm. were taking part in a, a great charity event what were you up to yeah so we we hosted an event in conjunction with uh dave hochberg's radio show it's a vestathon so we're raising money for uh the cpd memorial fund this was news to me i didn't know this but so police officers have to buy their uh replacement vests so vests only last five years and then they're no longer effective god forbid you take a bullet with that vest then it's immediately you need a new one and so it's five hundred dollars not it's That's a crazy it's crazy that they have to pay for the replacement it's crazy so the cpd memorial fund has uh over the years raised enough money to donate uh, eleven thousand uh vested different police officers so that gives you an indication of the level of turnover so it's like this is like a, a must-have item and i don't Personally, I don't think that police officers should have to have I their own think so find their own safety when they're doing that it's job. Incre- so incredibly crazy. Yeah. So we we were donating fifty uh, percent of all sales at the bar this morning. Uh, people were giving donations, and if you want to donate yourself, you can go to the uh, CPD Memorial page. I, I'll tweet out again the um, the actual link. So if people want to find that and donate, that would be great. Uh, and it is, it, it's a great cause and it's something that is so dearly needed. And, uh, and hopefully we, we have a nice check to present them again. And, uh, we will be donating from the Boyle household a little bit later on today. So make sure you, uh, tweet out that link so we can all, uh, take part in that. Let's, uh, hit the phone lines. One of our loyal listeners, Rick in Modesto, California, joins us next on the hockey show. How you doing today, Rick? Gentlemen, I uh, may not always listen live, but I always listen. And I appreciate your consistency helping us make it through a uh, difficult season. Um, I have been very busy lately with playoff basketball in our area. You're so, a referee, uh, correct? Yeah, yep, yep, yep. And uh, Swallow so whistle, I, let the kids play. <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. And then get harassed by parents at the end. That sounds like a really great uh, yeah. experience, right? <laughs> Hey, uh, I wanted to ask you guys three questions. Uh, first one, uh, I will let you marinate on and think on. Is it a bad? Is it bad mojo 
to get a Connor Bedard jersey in Blackhawk. Would you do it in a Blackhawks jersey? Okay, so that's my first question. My next two questions are: If you could go back, well, we can't, and we can't go back in history. What's one thing you would do as you look at this Blackhawks team now that you would change from the past? And then, what's one key for the future? to make sure that this thing gets going in the right direction and we are back to winning back-to-back championships again in the great city of Chicago. All right. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Rick, for those questions. We'll try to tackle them. I really think that the first domino to fall that ended this empire was the summer of 15 and how they handled the brand side situation, where they would have been better off if they just let him sign a... um, Qualifying. Sign a deal... You know, offer sheet or, an yeah. offer sheet deal, which supposedly they were worried that it was going to come from Pittsburgh or it was going to come from Columbus. So they pushed this deal through, and then they signed Anisimov sight unseen to that big five-year extension, and that really squeezed out Patrick Sharp. It eventually squeezed out uh, Andrew Shaw. You, There could have been a scenario where you just let Brandon Sod walk, you get a first-round pick plus uh, in draft compensation. You would have had to wait a year for it. They would have been fine. They would have been able to uh, – they would have had – Philip Deneau would have had to – accelerate his uh, his development and been thrust into that. But they had Hartman. They had Schmaltz in the fold at that point. They would have been a young team in 16, but they would have been fine. And then they would have had draft capital. Um, and then they would have been able to theoretically have Sharp not have to trade him because they wouldn't have been paying any of it. Like the domino, that was, if I go back in time, it's just let Sod walk. Yeah. Uh, and then you keep Panarin for longer, the well, whole Panarin thing. Panarin is my... Yeah, well, they're all linked. They're all linked, yeah. yeah. If, I mean, if, if you're pin, pinning me down on one... You would redo I, that. Yeah, I, yeah, I would not. Two more years. I would not pass on a... On a I, you find a place for a top five, top ten player in the league yep. to always be on your roster, and that might be at the expense of some of the guys you already yep. mentioned. Um, is it bad mojo to buy a Blackhawks Bedard sweater? 100%. I'm probably yeah. going to do it, though. I'm probably going to do it. I think we're going to have a... Uh, wear it tomorrow night? No, we're going to have a, a, like a draft lottery party for whenever the draft lottery is, and I think I'm going to wear a Bedard Blackhawks jersey and then maybe get a Fantilli one too, just in case. Wow! And uh, just you. just for fun. But if they, if it doesn't go well, like I'll never live it down. So I have to think about if I really want to do that because I do think it is bad mojo. And then the other question that he said was like, how do we know that this thing is on the rails? I think Davidson's already doing it. Yeah, he's taken a lot of high floor guys, guys that can skate, guys that can think. And if you have those two, and the, and guys that work hard. Those guys will always find a place. So whether it's Brandon Hagel or Sam Lafferty or, or these guys who aren't perceived because they don't have necessarily the skill to go high in the first round, well, you can flip guys like that as, we, as we're learning for first-round picks. As we saw with Hagel, we might see with Lafferty, and they're easier to find guys like that. And I think they've done a good job, whether it's Ludwinski or Aiden Thompson, or Savoie. Like they've added a lot of those types of guys. So I, I think they're doing a good job of finding those high-floor guys. If I had changed something else besides the Panarin deal in the past, it would be that the salary cap would would have gone up a lot more than it did so that we don't have to deal with the ridiculous Blame Canada. That, yeah. Oil and, prices. And then as far as the future goes, uh, fix the draft lottery. Keep me away from the draft lottery because every time I go on Tankathon and I hit simulator – the, the Blackhawks always drop. So keep me out away from the ping pong balls and any. If I'm, I'm convinced 
that they have like an algorithm based on like your zip code or your VPN or wherever do you, you log in. Do you do it all the time? Every day. Do you ever win? But I feel like they know they want to yeah. keep you on the website, so well, they know that you'll they, stay on there until you win. That's <laughs> so it's cool. Like, we that's need to cool. have a show. We need to have him on here for 15 more seconds. So we can sell more ads. White Sox Weekly is coming up next, and uh, boy, Connor McKnight has some uh, some things to uh, to go over there as well. That's going to do it for this edition of the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000. For Barstool Chief, I'm Pat Boyle. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Hockey Show on ESPN 1000.